0: Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's
1: the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning. and Welcome show the world. Dan Bickley. Sportsman, sports.
0: It's sports. yes. Murata. It's a power packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. That's
1: That's spectacular. Spectacular.
0: <laughs> and morada i love this show this is the greatest show in the
2: history of radio see it's the greatest radio show ever
1: Vickley and morada i hate everything about this show this is the worst show in the world Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome one, welcome all to Bickley and Murata mornings. I am Dan Bickley. To my left is Vince Murata. Behind the glass is Jared Carlin and, of course, Sarah, the Ruthless Gazelle. Uh, We're going to begin today's show with uh, news that Rihanna is hosting the Super Bowl halftime show. Are we happy about this? (laughs) I can't really say that I've
0: ever gotten that jazzed about the Super Bowl halftime show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll watch. I, I I was really jazzed last year. I thought that was last year cool. Was that Fantastic. Was cool. Yeah. Who yeah. was last year? even I can't even remember. Oh, come on. Was that was the Dre West Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's right. That's Snoop. right. Yeah. Yeah. My millennial heart was bursting. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Even though I don't have one. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen. I thought. I thought they all killed it last year except for Perfetti. Yeah. Fitty was a little bit out of tune. The one that was upside down. down. (laughs) Hard to wrap upside down. I get that. Mary J. Blige was (laughs)
0: tremendous. Let me write this. So art 50 looks upside down. Uh, what does it look like? O-S. Oh, <laughs>
1: 50 upside 50, down. Upside Shady down. Buddy Amari Talamaco. So there's a great headline uh, in AZ Central today because my initial reaction, of course, is always, why not this group? Why not the Foo Fighters? Why not hmm. ACD? You know what I'm saying. Well, why not Led Zeppelin? Foo might be tough this year. Yeah, they've also, right. I
2: think, repeatedly turned it down.
1: Have they? The Foo yeah, think, they would, they would
2: absolutely crush. almost it. every year people say, why not the Foo Fighters? And I think they've been asked before. Well,
0: apparently Rihanna was asked back in 2019 and she said, no, I'm going to stand in alignment with Colin Kaepernick. And I guess that alignment had an expiration date. Right.
1: Yeah, oh, you have right, to wonder right, what right, kind right. of
0: behind
2: the scenes deal was worked out, if yeah. that was still important to her. Well, their Maybe. first choice was Taylor Swift.
1: Who turned it down. Rumored. She's rumored. She's too busy to be breaking up with somebody. Rihanna is a much better (laughs) choice than Taylor Swift, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Ed Masley, who's the uh, music critic for the Arizona Republican A.C. Central, he's really good at what he does. There's a headline in the story about Rihanna that I love today. Quote, why Rihanna is better for the 2023 Super Bowl than whatever aging rock act your dad wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh, Dan. Is that? Yeah, thank you. Is that not an inspired headline? Ouch. Did, did you take that personally?
2: The, oh, a, little <laughs> a little bit. See, that, the halftime of the Super Bowl is supposed to be a sort of counter-programming
1: to the rest of the game. That's right. You're exactly right. So you're, you're you're appealing to that the commercial halftime crowd. That's it, exactly right. Occasionally, they will have
2: Tom Petty or Bruce Springsteen or Prince or something. But in general, it's sort of more of a poppy thing for the other, you that's know, the keep more re- all audiences that's in. the
0: more recent trend uh, you're right they used to go with the, the, the established rock acts a little
2: bit more now they've always I mean they've, they've always had even you know 25 years ago they had like Britney Spears and mm-hmm. Justin and Timberlake and stuff yeah remember that
1: that was yeah, Aerosmith's was
2: revision that? that was when they were hip though what are you were dancing
1: they? to right now, Jared? What song is going on in your head that you're dancing <laughs> to? <laughs> How'd you know?
2: You thought they were, they were still hip at that point?
0: There's always a song that's in it.
1: That's they had a big 90s uh, right, isn't there, Jared? Kuna Matata. Right? <laughs> Just shoot up a right. shot. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, start the show, Jared. Splash, Splash, the stories making waves in the sports world, The, the Splash. Cannonball! Get coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential
0: Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, Cardinals had a post mortem Monday following their 20-12 loss to the uh, Los Angeles Rams at State Farm Stadium on Sunday. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury uh, updated some injuries from the game. Wide receiver A.J. Green has a bone bruise, concerned he'll miss some time. Uh, Oh, no, how will he ever survive? Guard Justin Pugh, day-to-day with an elbow injury. Defensive lineman Richard. Lawrence already had surgery on his hand. He's uh, out several weeks and uh, Zavin Collins should be able to go on Sunday with his shoulder issue. Uh, But yeah, still a lot of questions being asked and we're going into week four, Bick, and it's all the same questions being asked, which is never a good sign for an NFL team when people are asking about slow starts and why can't your first round uh, linebacker who's now in his third year get substantial playing time despite the fact that you're getting—he's getting glowing practice reviews. It's all very curious.
1: Have have they ever even solved what happened to him at the end of last year? Have you ever? Have you heard anybody um, articulate what happened to them last year? Have they solved? Do they even know what the problem is? Shut up, Jarrett. Do yeah. they know what the problem is? Do they know that there is a problem? It's got to—it's <laughs>
0: got to all be DeAndre Hopkins, right? It's—it uh, has to. Be. Look, he is the it has to. Be. He is the linchpin of this to whole be. thing. Uh, uh, the most important football player in NFL history. Yes, apparently so. Uh, maybe Jerry Jones will get that quarterback controversy he wants after all. Cooper rushed through for 215 yards and a touchdown. Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott combined for 178 yards rushing and a touchdown. And the Dallas defense harassed and tortured Daniel Jones all night in a 23-16 win over the Giants on Monday night. Rush is now 3-0 and as a starting quarterback dating back to last season. And both of those teams now 2-1 uh, and one, heading into week Week four.
1: I I know that this game was like was just like a, a cupcake ice cream party for the ESPN hot take stuff. I mean the Cowboys and the Giants. What a boring game that was. I swear I gave that game five different shots last night. Couldn't care less. Yeah, it was basically
0: it was just watching Daniel Jones get chased around. Yeah, him. yeah. The, the amount of quarterback pressures on that guy.
1: Did you try taking five shots to make it more fun? <laughs> <I> get, that <laughs> might have helped, right? <laughs> worked. Uh, I would have been dragging ass this morning like Jarrett, so I, you know, I have
0: refrained from that. Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett suffered minor injuries in a car accident, which happened on the way home from the team facility. On Monday, Garrett was driving a 2021 Porsche and had a single car accident during which the vehicle flipped several times before coming to a rest. Garrett and a female passenger were taken to a local hospital and treated for non-life-threatening injuries. But it uh, would have been a scary moment there. Lucky, Slow down, Garrett! <laughs> (laughs) yeah Uh, we could laugh about it because nobody got hurt right right. right. Uh, right. New England quarterback Mac Jones has a high ankle sprain he suffered in Sunday's loss and will miss multiple games Chargers tackle Rashawn Slater out for the year with a torn biceps his teammate Joey Bosa week to week with a groin injury bad news for the 49ers tackle Trent Williams out four to six weeks with a high right ankle sprain Aziz Shire out eight weeks with a sprained MCL in his right knee I'll yeah, tell you this, man. I don't, I don't think there's any team that gets more injuries than the San Francisco
1: 49ers. It sure seems like it year after year after year, doesn't it? Yeah, it really yep. does.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving operations to Miami this week in order to uh, practice out of the path of Hurricane Ian, which is headed to the Florida Gulf Coast uh, and will make
1: landfall this week. Uh. So, yeah. A, another disruption for the Buccaneers. Well, yeah. no, it's, yeah. There were the, so the Bucs are now going to Miami to train, which is a great chance for Tom Brady and Giselle to sort of kind of reconcile. <gasps> Talk there. about a storm there? brewing. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I think she'd much rather be in Miami than Tampa. I'm just saying. Tom Brady, by the way, has Wouldn't three. Wouldn't she tu- have to leave Costa Rica to get to Miami, though? <laughs> that is really <laughs> Tom Brady's got three touchdown passes in three games so you know how many does Kyler Murray have yeah. whoops oh. <laughs> what is the answer to that by the way he had none
0: uh, then uh, I don't know then one and two the first week and
1: mop up duty so I think he's got three okay no wasting time it's okay it's yeah. just a meaningless stat Vinny there's no meaningless stats, Vic. <laughs> meaningless stat, Vinny. Suns held
0: media day yesterday in downtown Phoenix. No, Jay Crowder wasn't there. How did the situation with the veteran get to where it is now? Our own John Gambadoro tweeted yesterday that uh, Crowder wanted an extension, which he wasn't going to get, and was also told that he wasn't going to start or end games, so he wants out, requested the trade. Other items of note from the proceedings. Chris Paul says he doesn't regret anything about the Dallas series. Cam Johnson put on some muscle and said there's no bad blood between himself and Crowder. DeAndre some real, Ayton, some real muscle
1: or some proverbial muscle? Real muscle. Okay. Yeah. D- much better than metaphoric muscle. Yeah, Muscle, yes. More beer muscles. Yeah, right, DeAndre
0: too. Ayton did not appear to be in a good mood. Jock Landale wants Mikel Bridges to try Vegemite, and Devin Booker didn't want to disregard anybody else's experience without going owner Robert Sarver, but said, quote, that's not how I know the man. Uh, so a lot of ground covered and there was a lot of national reaction to the suns and kind of the, the pall over the, over the proceedings yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was probably the second weirdest media day in all of the NBA. I think you're right. The Boston Celtics took uh, number one on that. Suns training camp starts today. They open up the preseason Sunday night against the Adelaide 36ers from Australia. D-backs on the road for eight straight to end the 2022 season. That stretch begins tonight in Houston against the Astros, who come into tonight's game with a 101-53 and record. Zach Davies in the opener for the Snakes against Lance McCullers Jr. Five, uh, first pitch is 5-10, pregame cover starts at 4.30 on ESPN, 6.20 a.m. and 98.7 FM HD2. And one final note, seven-time NASCAR champion and one-time Vinnie Joe Trivia contestant, Jimmy Johnson, retiring from full-time racing in order to spend more time with family. Johnson won five straight NASCAR Cup championships from 2006 to 2010 and then added additional titles in 2013
1: and 2016. Super good
2: dude. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I was, Do you yeah, remember was... his topic? Wasn't it, uh, was it racing movies? No. Uh, famous Jimmies. James. Oh. James and Jimmys. I think I beat him, didn't I? Yes, you beat everybody almost. I got,
1: I got to know him just a little bit, as I've told you guys before, because I used to always rip, not him necessarily, but how toast he was while becoming this incredible champion on NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't Jeff Gordon. He wasn't Tony Stewart. He wasn't any of those guys. And his aunt lives out on the west side. Oh, she didn't like me at all. And so she... She would just kill me with voicemails. It just became a funny talking point. That, between was uh, funny. Me and <laughs> Jimmy. yeah. So props to his aunt, man. She had his back. Yeah, got his family to members she having your back. back. There so you everybody go. Everybody should have your back the way she had his.
0: Yes. Right. What was her aunt what? You remember? Aunt Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> There's your splash uh, You have to a Good start today Ferret Wow I really botched Today's date Today Apparently it's Monday again No it's. Oh, uh,
1: please Stop
0: Today's uh, stop. Splash for Tuesday September 27th Coming up next Suns Media Day Yeah It was weird There's no other way around it We'll get into it next It's Pickley and Murata Mornings 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station
1: 98.7 FM Arizona's Sports Station Pickley and Murata Mornings well
2: um, I'll I'll let the nature of our conversations um, out of respect for the personal and professional nature um, uh, of those conversations it will remain private um, but it's an opportunity for us to, to navigate this and for our guys to to step up. Um, we've always said this is about the team. It's never about one person. It's never about one player. Um, it's a collective. So from our staff to our coaches, um, like I said, our fans, our community, um, this is a team thing for us. And, and this is just a, a difficult situation we'll navigate. But we'll always do it uh, with the utmost respect for our players. We'll always do it with the utmost uh, utmost respect for those involved, and, and we'll move forward and be better for it. Suns general
0: manager James Jones talking on one of the big uh, radio, or excuse me, uh, discussion mm-hmm. topics from Media Day yesterday, and there were plenty of them with the Phoenix Suns. But yeah. that was on the uh, Jay Crowder situation. Jay Crowder was not there as uh, was advertised. Team working on a trade. Uh, James Jones, ever the optimist, looks at this as, a, as an opportunity. But uh, until. That spot is filled until a trade can be made for Jay Crowder. There's a level of uncertainty because of, you know, he was, a, he was a key rotation player. He was a starter. Yep. He gave you a lot of intangibles, an edge, a toughness, and without that I mean, and, and you lost another guy that kind of filled those those roles too in mm-hmm. JaVale McGee. That's one of the concerns going into the season for the Suns. And, well, I, and, and like I said, that was just one of the very many topics that was discussed yesterday.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Well, if you want to hyper-focus on that one, one of the things that um, jumped out at me, yes, I agree with all of that. I do agree that, that a change moving forward is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that I think by the end of last year we all kind of realized that no matter what events conspired to take down the Phoenix Suns and we've laid out a lot of them whatever did it revealed a team that was more fragile than we thought they were. And so I, I think this, there was a chemistry that had to be rebuilt anyways, and sometimes some change to that is not a bad thing. So I, I, I don't think that this is a death knell to the Suns by any uh, means at all. But one thing I will, I am wondering about is, and I know a lot of people have reported about p- potential trades and Boyan Bogdanovich and all this stuff. Um, Dwayne Rankin yesterday pointed out that, that the... The Suns could have had a deal, Jay Crowder for Boyan Bogdanovich. Talks broke down because they wanted Jared Vanderbilt as well. Shut up, Jared! <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, wh- why are you getting greedy like that if you're James Jones? Why, why are you pushing a deal to the point where the deal no longer exists? and Now you're stuck with Jay Crowder. And, and it's the same thing with the, with the Kevin Durant deal. I, I mean, there are, there are people who will tell you that the Suns were just not really, uh all that okay okay let's make this happen they were more like no i'm not going to give you that much yeah um so what i'm trying to say is i would like to know ultimately what this basketball team is going to look like because if that's true that's a missed opportunity to get to get a piece that sh- that to me that would be eh, that may not be a fair straight up deal but if but if with everything you're looking at i don't know why you would have turned your back on that uh, and pure- now that opportunity's gone I think James Jones. If you want to say greedy, yeah,
0: okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, he had a couple I, a couple of needs he wanted to fill with that trade. Mm-hmm. One was shooting with Bogdanovich, and Jared Vanderbilt would be a perfect plug in to what they need. Right? He's long. He's athletic. He defends. Um, that's exactly what they need at that four spot. You know, behind behind Cam Johnson, and in that rotation. It's just curious to me that Utah made a deal in full rebuild mode. They made a deal and sent Bogdanovich to a team that's not really considered a contender in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And they acquired no draft picks in the process. Mm -hmm. That's what kind of made that deal really weird. Um, You know, James Jones went for it, thought maybe he could take advantage of a team that was in rebuild and probably didn't want to part with draft picks Mm -hmm. in that deal as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Yeah, it's well, is it's,
1: it a missed opportunity? That's what it boils down it, to. That's what it that's what it looks like it might be to me. And and again, that's uh, w- James Jones has earned a level of trust. Uh he certainly hasn't been perfect in what he's done. He's made a share of mistakes in my opinion, but I uh, but uh, this is in front of him now to replace the pieces that are missing or, or or not the the pieces but but to kind of recalibrate and refit this basketball team to something that's good enough to win the Western Conference. So there's pressure on him yeah. um, to to make this happen, and now now you're looking at Jay Crowder as a distressed asset, as you pointed out yesterday. Everybody in the league now knows that there's nothing but contention here, to the point where he's not even. They asked him to stay away. Well, and I, so that's I, not going to help their. That's not going to help their leverage. No, it's not. And and I read Gambo's tweet from yesterday during the
0: splash, and what Gambo didn't mention either is that you know he wants a, a, a new contract. He wants to be a starter and maybe finish games, which wasn't going to happen here. And oh, by the way, Jay Crowder doesn't want to play for a lousy team. Again, mm-hmm. he wants to play for a contending team. Yeah. So the list of candidates to move him is very, very small, uh, short right now.
1: Yeah, the um, okay. I I don't know what exactly it is that that he wants most. That's quite a long list to have. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if want a hamburger, no, no, I want a cheeseburger. Well, but but in all seriousness, if it's a vanity play, uh, the idea of not starting shouldn't be something that holds you back if your minutes are still comparable. And 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 again, there's the best players are going to end the game, yes. so it's not like just because you're not starting, Manu Ginobili famously <laughs> never minded not starting as long as he was on the court. Well the Gambo games. tweet
2: said that he's not gonna finish the games either. Yes.
1: But no. how but, but how can how you determine you know how, how can you determine that? Apparently that's you know what they that? told him. Okay, I guess But it, wouldn't that be
0: silly? But they break it down in an ideal situation. If we have full health, you know, th- these are the guys that we're gonna close with.
2: Which I <laughs> was well, uh, quite uh, a leap in logic. For, I, I, for a
0: proud veteran,
2: I I get being yeah. a little hurt about that. Yeah. I it's mean, a big loss though. You're you're losing despite all the intangible stuff that he brings, you're losing Either your fifth or sixth
1: man. I just I mean, that's I don't a big understand. piece to, to have to replace you, on the why fly. Why would you tell him you're not going to be closing games? That that seems asinine to me. Why would you say that? That's like telling Jordan Hicks, "Sorry, you're not going to play." That's
0: that, that's a little bit weird to me. Yeah, except Jordan Hicks sucked it up and played football. And did play. Uh-huh. <laughs> and got a contract yeah, elsewhere and right. started. Yeah.
1: But I mean, if you wanted a guy to stick around, you wouldn't tell him, uh, you're not going to start and you're not going to finish. Well, that's the thing. Maybe they didn't want him to stick well, around. Well, that's clearly <laughs> maybe the thing. Yeah. But it's just, again, that the fact that
0: this got so public and now everybody else in the league knows about this, mm-hmm. the Suns are kind of holding the bag right now. And uh, that's not a good place to be in no. going into a season. No, no. Uh, I wanted to play one other soundbite for you uh, and one of the big topics again. And this would have been the biggest topic, uh, but it was probably third or fourth on the list, was... You know the collapse last year in the playoffs. How that the team exited from that series against uh, Dallas. Devin Booker was asked, "How much does that Game Seven loss pop into your head uh, this off season?" I mean, similar to the year before that, when we lost in the finals, we fell short of our goal, and you know that's to win the NBA championship. And you know, I think once you have a finals ex- finals experience, you know that's. All you want, um, you know. So to fall short of that, not necessarily just a game seven or round two or whatever it was, you know, we fell short of a of a championship, and that's what we want to get. So, you know, it's tough. You know, it's like everything in life. You you fall short of your goal is frustrating, but you know, you get over it quick and understand harping on the past isn't going to do anything for you, and you know, it's time to get better, lace them up again, and get after it. That's the weird. Devin Booker actually addressed it. A lot of guys said, "Hey." We don't want to look back on that. But um, I think and this is true that the fan base still isn't over it. And I think the players probably moved on pretty quick from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the nature I, well, of fandom. It's because the players know what went down. Yes. And the, the players and again, they they knew after game 7. We just didn't know they knew. But when when you look back on it and you see their demeanor, there is there's a reason why none of them were acting all that shocked by what went down. Mm-hmm. Even though we were all in a state of utter confusion. <laughs> I still am. I, 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 I'll admit it. It Doesn't make I, sense listen, to me still. I think. I think one of the benefits of this Robert Sarver saga, the Jay Crowder saga, the DA thing. There's been so much other stuff that has happened in yes. this off season, and I think the the Robert Sarver saga is such a net positive for this fan base that they've got the opportunity to move on and to not have to explain themselves. I, I think for the most part, people are willing to shut the book on it now because of everything that's happened since. I may be wrong about that, but I but I do believe people are kind of in that frame of mind. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Uh, coming up next, talk about teams trying to explain themselves. That's what the Arizona Cardinals are doing after their game against the Rams on Sunday. We'll get into some of the... Comments from the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
2: Yeah, I wish I had an answer. It's something we got to figure out. Um, been slow starts
1: all three phases this week, unfortunately. But um, that, that's got to be an emphasis. Get get started faster on offense. Get in a groove. Get moving. So we can get into some some tempo stuff. And um, yeah, coaches and players, we got to figure that out this week.
0: Yeah, the theme for the Arizona Cardinals in 2022 has been slow starts. And you heard Cliff Kingsbury say it there yesterday when he was addressing the media. Bick, all three phases this time. Normally, it's only been the two phases but special teams got in on the act yesterday uh Deontay Thompson just not even putting up much resistance uh, as the personal protector for Andy Lee on the first punt of the game leads to a block a three-yard punt and the Rams uh, score on their first possession which has been another theme we we talked so much about the offense and rightly so the offense was supposed to be the calling card for this team it was supposed to be the security blanket uh, especially early in the season. It hasn't been. But the defense, this is the way they've started uh, in, in three games. Uh, against Kansas City, first four uh, three possessions, they gave up touchdowns. Against Vegas, first four possession, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal. Against the Rams, three straight scoring possessions, field
1: goal, touchdown, field goal. You can't you can you can't win games that way. No, you no, you certainly can't. And again, it's it's why does this problem continue to persist with this football team and why can't they find honest, realistic answers? And I don't I don't know. I do know that the heat is starting to rise on Cliff Kingsbury, despite his contractual security with a with a deal that runs through the twenty twenty seven season. I think that that as we discovered with the Robert Sarver saga that that public pressure, external pressure can be a very powerful thing Uh, they better get this figured out because even in watching last night's Monday night boring snooze fest game Mm -hmm. uh, a limited offense like the New York Giants against a really good defense like the Dallas Cowboys they on script move the ball down the field on their first possession of the game it's it's one of these things that from to me I, I I don't I can't even begin to find an answer why this football team struggles the way they do early. Yeah,
0: I mean, doesn't that, make any sense. That would be a very interesting study to do, um, just to see where the. I'm sure the Cardinals have to rank last in the NFL in production to. on the first drive of the game. Which again, you know, scripts are a thing. You mm-hmm. know, you hear it all the time. First 15 plays scripted for a guy who's supposed to have the acumen offensively that Cliff Kingsbury has you would expect better results. And then people will say, you know, the Cliff Kingsbury defenders will say, well, look at all the injuries they have. Okay, their quarterback's not injured. And when you pay a quarterback $230 million, you're putting belief
1: in him that, hey, you can get us through the tough times and that's not happening Listen, either. You've got, you've got Hollywood Brown, you've got Greg, what a Dorch! You got two very, very good wide receivers there. You've got Zach Ertz, who, who is not exactly off to the greatest start, but I mean, it's not like you don't have options. So, I mean, yes. so, so to me, I think that uh, that you can play the excuse game all you want. I'm glad you brought up the 49ers earlier, because that's a reminder to, to all Cardinals apologists that, that injuries happen to everybody. And you you can't lean on them. Yeah, I mean, did, did you see Buffalo secondary on Sunday against yeah. uh, against that passing attack with that right. speed? Right. No excuses. No excuses. So so to me, I they, they better get this thing fit uh, fixed. They better get it fixed quick. And now they're going up against a team that is that really has has handled Cliff Kingsbury stuff very very very. Convincingly. Mm -hmm. So this is a, this is a big, big week for this football team and the credibility of the man who's running this football team, in my opinion. It's a big week for Kyler Murray as well. I think that this game this past week against the Rams is a step back from that second half and, and people are wondering exactly who this quarterback is. You take a look at the quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. So we're through three weeks of this NFL season and a couple things have become pretty clear to me. You've got this level at the very top. Of who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL? right now, it's jo- it's Josh Allen, it's Patrick Mahomes, and it's Lamar Jackson full stop. Mm-hmm. It wasn't full stop after three guys going into the year. you you well, what about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? They just paired up and played each other in one of the more boring football games you'll ever see. Yeah, Tom Brady and Aaron rodgers they, they are they're historical figures, and they've deserved every bit of of status that they have. But in terms of the here and now, I'm not sure what they are. You've got this level of guys like Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz. What are they? They're uh, they're mid, right? They're just yuck. Some uh, of them are sus. Perhaps some even are sus. Sub mid, yeah, and, right, exactly. Uh, and then you've got these aging guys like Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan. Where are they in their careers? I don't know. It looks to me like all of them are starting to slide down the mountain a little bit. Well, and then you've got this group of young kids in Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Tua, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Who of the who of that group are going to be great? I look at Jalen Hurts and I go, that's a lot of quarterback right there. In fact, I would take that guy over our guy right now. Well, look at the quarterbacks that have
0: already – when we talk about quarterback pecking order, Kyler Murray's gotten off to kind of a slow start outside Mm -hmm. of just some magical plays against Las Vegas. But Tua Tungavailoa has elevated himself with his play in the eyes of, of a lot of people over Kyler Murray. Trevor Lawrence just had a, a, a three-touchdown pass game in a convincing performance in which, yes, Justin yeah. Herbert was was it was marginalized. Yeah. But he played better than Justin Herbert. Yeah, Jalen Hurts certainly ha- is on that ascension as well. And that's what's really concerning is if you look at patterns and everybody says, well, this is not last year's team. That's true, but you can look at some patterns. In the last two years, Kyler Murray's second year and third year, his play at the beginning of the season, both of those years, was MVP level, and we're not seeing that right now. No, you're exactly right. And is it
1: because of the conditions around him and the personnel around him? If it is, that's a huge problem. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So I, I'm real curious to see where Kyler Murray is going because I put Kyler Murray in this group of young kids. You don't know what they're going to turn out to be. The, all, each of those kids that I have mentioned are very, very uber-talented. I agree. With this might be a breakout year for Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. This might be a breakout year for Tua um, and Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert, I don't know. This is going to be one of those lost years for him You know, with his rib issue. And, and they've just been, they've been riddled with injuries too. Yeah. And, and that head coach they've got, and, I mean. And also how overrated he is. Oh, well, there ooh, is that. Carlin, the, there is okay. the Jared Carlin hot take about that. <laughs>
2: he's good, but they, the way they talked about him in the offseason as in on the same level as like Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could go one of two ways for Justin Herbert. I mean, the, the ascension could
0: continue because he's got all the physical skills. Or at the end of his career, you might go, he's Jeff George. Yeah, Remember how they a about better. Jeff George and the arm talent? Oh, my, we've never seen an arm like this before. What did Jeff George do? Nothing. Yeah,
2: probably maybe more like a Philip Rivers type or something. Like huge stats. Good, but never like great. You think he'll have that many kids? <laughs> well, oh no, I not, uh-huh. not with that
0: rib injury. Uh-huh.
2: uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. Wow. Are ribs part of that? <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> I got to check my, my biology book. Adam's rib. <laughs> Isn't that how Eve he was? <laughs> hey. Uh, week four of Bix Picks is here. Text pick to 620, 620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize a 75 inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers. Just text "pick" to 620-620 to enter. Coming up next, week three is in the books in the NFL. We'll get into the snooze fest from last night. Some other storylines from around the league next in Hash Marks. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley, Bickley and Murata. Hash Marks. <laughs> Rush first and goal outside the one. Snap back. Rush looking left. Fade. Lamb. Caught in one hand. Touchdown, Cowboys. 105-3, the fan in Dallas. Brad Sham on the call. One of the highlights of Dallas's win last night. How about CeeDee Lamb? Drops about the easiest pass that will ever be thrown his way in the first half and then makes that ridiculously contested one-handed catch for the touchdown. Uh, Dallas beats the Giants. And there were people, Bick, that uh, said, hey, Dak Prescott, you lose in week one to Tampa Bay. You hurt your thumb. They're trying to rush him back. You're going to Cooper Rush. Your season might be over. And to their credit. Dallas has responded with uh, two straight wins, and mm. they're going to be in a
1: lot of football games because that defense, led by Micah Parsons, is just flat out nasty. Yeah, that's that's what's carrying that football team. Obviously, I, beating the Giants to me, it's that's that's really not a huge accomplishment. But but they beat the Bengals the previous week, mm-hmm. so um, your your point is right. They found a way to win a couple of games without without Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones famously said, "I welcome a quarterback controversy." <laughs> I, he was actually uh-huh. wanting one. Well, wanting one, yeah, and, yeah and, and I think it was mostly because that would be proof that they survived and maybe even thrived in this time without Dak Prescott. I, I still think that the Eagles are clearly the best team in that division, but we'll see. That Dallas defense, you're right. It's it's that that is what makes that team uh, different. Yeah, they, they've got they've got at least two, maybe three impact players on that defense. When you're talking to Marcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs, you're well, talking about three impact football players.
0: Let's look at that two year draft span, 2020, 2021. In 2020, the Cardinals take Isaiah Simmons at number eight. And you've seen the way his career has gone. Mm-hmm. The next year, uh, Micah Parsons fell a little bit. If you remember on draft day, he went number 12 overall to Dallas. <sighs> And people were questioning, all right, what about the the attitude? What about his off-field persona, all of those things? And I think that led to him falling to 12 because you see the talent. Four picks later, the Cardinals got Zayvon Collins. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in that same draft, right. yeah. you know, sort of real estate, neighborhood, saga. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the wide receivers a, in his neighborhood. At a different position, yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Uh, we mentioned it earlier in our previous discussion about Kyler Murray, uh, you know, this group of young quarterbacks. Justin Herbert gets talked about a lot. He suffered the rib injury in Thursday night uh, football against Kansas City. Um, he toughed through that. He played. He took an injection, which, you know, a Chargers quarterback taking an injection for his ribs, never a good Not sign to ask Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, right. uh, they get blown out by Jacksonville in Los Angeles, and Justin Herbert plays the whole game. And in a 28 point blowout, he's still in there with, uh, you know, injured ribs. Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, was asked about that. Um, he wanted to be out there with his teammates.
1: Um, he felt good, um, and he wanted to finish the game. He wanted to, you know, give our group um, some energy, um, and you know, we were going to protect him there at the end with a, you know really sound protection as best we could. But um, you know, it was more about you know him wanting to finish with his guys.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, Brandon Staley's been blessed with a roster, maybe the best roster talent-wise in the AFC, maybe the league for that matter. Um, his decisions and to hear him say he wanted to be out there, that's where you as a head coach take the best interest of your player and your team into consideration. Mm-hmm. Justin, I appreciate you want to be out there. You're not right. We're going to sit you, and let's try it again next week. It, he's un, he's getting a, a lot of he heat in Los Angeles. He
1: really should because the explanation, the game was 38-10 to 10 at, the, at that point in time, and, and this explanation that he wanted to go in and finish the game with his guys – Okay, listen. His guys already know how tough he is, just by him willing to play. Yes. You, you, uh, you, as the head coach, have to be the adult in the room here. Yes. Yeah, that, Thank you, but yeah. don't hurt our team. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. We get it, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for caring so much, but sit your ass down. Because <laughs> seriously, yeah. If you're a franchise quarterback, you, uh, you as the head coach and the general, you have to be the custodian. You have to kind of you got you kind of have to uh, make those kind of decisions for a guy. Sometimes he. uh he, he's quite something as a head coach. I, I don't think he's long for for this league, to be honest with you. No. Because it's, it's one thing to be different, like this cat down in Miami is, but you got to back it up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we
0: haven't seen Mike McDaniel in Miami hit that rough patch just yet. Well, it, yeah, it's coming. Freeing, you know, it, it, it always yeah. does.
1: He's beaten Bill Belichick. He's beaten yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean McDermott and who else? Who else did they beat? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there John you go. Uh, yeah. That's
0: yeah, three pretty that's good, not bad, three decent good coaches. Decent, yeah. And look at we all talked about this influx of talent into the AFC West. That was the division everybody was talking about going into this season with what the Raiders did acquisition wise, uh, what what the Chargers did acquisition wise, um, but. And, of course, the Broncos. Half those coaches in that division, the new coaches, um, they're under fire already. McDaniels, Hackett, and even one of the holdovers in Staley. 75% of the coaches are getting heat in the AFC West already. And it's all well-deserved. How about it? So what
2: happens when you add that much talent to all the teams, the expectations get really high and the
1: pressure gets larger yeah, yeah. And, that's and, why the and, cardinals didn't add any talent well right and, uh, <laughs> no pressure <laughs> well it's 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 also a thing too when you add those expectations onto a head coach who has no experience doing that particular job it's a it's an eye opener for all of them when you've got to wear the results it, it changes everything when you got to be the guy that goes and sits in a press conference and answers those questions huh you know so. but while you're having 5 foot 4 wide receivers blocking for you on screen passes <laughs> <laughs> right well, you want
0: me to just let him stop yeah, right
1: it, it becomes a different thing man <laughs> it's a different game and some people are like whoa god uh, yeah yeah it, it's, it's it's so i think that this this nathaniel hackett thing in denver too because denver is such a it's such a different sports town they they are so football rabid and and like I said, they've they've just gone all in on this Russell Wilson stuff going into this season. They didn't even for a minute think that maybe he's washed a little. They were like, even Mark Schlereth's like, man, I've been out at practice, and people say there's slippage in the game. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, but then you watch him play, and you're like, Ugh. wait a minute, yeah, yeah but right.
2: They're 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 two and
0: one. They are two and one. But uh, you look at the quarterback play, and even like, the the Wilson defenders at this mm-hmm. point are saying, well. Yep, Sunday night was ugly against the Niners, but look what happened when, mm-hmm. when, the, when the Broncos needed a drive. Well, Vince, Vintage Russell Wilson came out, led them to their 11th point.
1: Jarrett, you mentioned that they're 2-1, but it's, it's how you look at 2-1 that actually matters as well. There's because, a lot of 2-1 teams that aren't very good hey, right I now. I know. Yeah. And, and you, now you look at the Arizona Cardinals, who are 1-2, and, and if you picked up a schedule at the start of the season, that that's might, might be exactly where, in the best-case scenario, you would have them, at 1-2. But the way they've gotten there is what's yes. affected people to the point where you know playoff odds have have really lessened. We're going to get into this later, but yes. yeah, so it's yeah how you get there does matter. But one of the things too that just
0: makes you sick if you're you know on the cardinal side of things is I think we're all in agreement that the Rams have not looked like super defending Super Bowl no. champions to this point. They're two and one. I think we would all probably agree they're going to get better as the season goes on. This was such an opportunity to pounce early for the Cardinals it was and, such a and make game. a statement yep. and notch that win in the standings that could be valuable later on. Yeah.
2: Even if it was just a completely they stole. Yes, I mean, to get through those those first three games at 2-1 and one without
0: yeah. Hopkins is
1: such a big difference. Yes. And the
0: Rams left the door open for that game to be stolen even after the slow start by the Cardinals and they couldn't take advantage of it.
1: Yeah. No, they've, they've got to find a way to get to 3-3 three and three after 6. Otherwise, the schedule might eat them alive. But yeah. uh, that's going to be difficult too. Have you
0: subscribed to the Bickley and Murata Podcast. Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata Podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next, Sun's Held Media Day, and not all eyes, but a lot of eyes were on their newly re-signed center, DeAndre Ayton. What was up with D.A.? We'll get into that next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.